Mighty God, wonderful Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Thank you, Lord. While, while let it rain plays, is playing, the song is by Bishop Paul Morton. We're going to participate in communion. The Bible says that in 1 Corinthians 11 chapter, it says, for I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, the same night, the same night in which he was betrayed. Bless you, Lord. The same night didn't take long. The same night in which he was betrayed. If you've ever experienced betrayal, it's heart wrenching. If you've ever been betrayed, it cuts deeper than anything. But my prayer is that no one ever experienced that dreadfulness betrayal, but it happens. The same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. The same night, you can come at this time. Bless your Lord Jesus. Body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He told them to take and eat. For this is my body which is broken. He went through something for all of us. He was broken for all of us. Take and eat. Mighty God. The scripture goes on to say, after this same manner, he also took the cup, the cup that you're symbolized in your hand. And when he had uh, given thanks, again, he said to them, when you are, this is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me.
Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. He tells them for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he come. We do this in remembrance, not as a ritual. You know, some cliches and different things that people do are like just rituals. They just do it out of habit. It's not done with any significance any longer. And today I stand against that. Where we just do things out of habit and it has no meaning. It has no impact even on ourselves, in our own lives. It doesn't have an impact. And that is not what God has called for uh, in the church least not the church that he established. So somewhere along the line, someone has changed the rules. They didn't change God's rules, but they changed the rules. He goes on to say that, and this is Paul, the apostle Paul and from Corinthians, he says, wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink of this cup, he sets some things in order here, unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. And he says, let every man examine himself. It's important that we take the time and check ourselves. Check ourselves. Make sure that we haven't become so comfortable because comfort bleeds complacency. We become complacent. We come to church and I'm going to stick to church because we don't do it at work. But we come to church and we fold our hands. We, we squat in our place, our favorite place in the setting. And we don't move sometime until we're told to move. I believe that's offensive to God. That we know he's sovereign and we know how great he is. We know that we are dependency upon eternal life is based upon him and our relationship but yet we treat him with, uh, we become so comfortable with him. Um, I'm looking for a particular word, but we become too easy with him. And so Paul stirs them up, said, but let every man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. I believe every minister, every person that says they are leader in the church and every member should repent daily. What is it that we did not do that God wanted us to do? Did we ever stop and ask him? Did we ask him when we got up this morning, Lord, what is your will for me today? Did we ask him before we went to bed? 
to cover us? What is the relationship? Well, I want to direct your attention to Acts, the 17th chapter. Beginning at the 16th verse. Paperback. Digital, whatever you have. We, we so comfortable that and it may not be you, but I'm just but it is. It's all of us. How comfortable have we become in the house of God? Sometimes we think that our responsibility and what we're doing, our job is is done once we've done it. Once we finish singing our song, then we don't need to do nothing else. We can sit back in the podium and close our eyes while someone else is speaking because it's not us speaking. God forbid. We can uh, Google and do different things on our phone. It has nothing to do with the service of the Lord. Uh, God forbid. The Bible tells us in the 17th chapter of Acts, it says, now while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. In other words, they were worshiping idols. So as we look around in the facility that we're renting uh, until we uh, find our established place, uh, they have idols. And I, I've had to learn what these idols were because I had not grown up or was introduced to them. But they have idols. They're given to idol to this form of false worship. Someone uh, took some wood, took some metal, took some plastic, took some ceramic and carved something out and sold it, uh, you know, and people uh, bought into it. How can you buy into something that you made? something you carved with your own hands that cannot speak. And then you turn around and, and, and you bow yourself to it. You created it, but you bow yourself to it. Does that make sense to anyone? You bought, you even, you gave it a spirit. It's a tree. It's metal. It's plastic. And you gave it a spirit of its own. So if you gave it a spirit, wouldn't that make you the God? Well, let's go on here. The 17th verse is therefore disputed he in the synagogue. And with the devout uh, persons in the marketplace with them, they met with him. Paul was on a mission. Uh, he had something he wanted to do. It was not a missionary journey. He was on a mission. I'm on a mission this morning. I'm not a missionary. And matter of fact, um, missionary is not a licensed title or anything that God established. That the Bible tells us what he established. But we have things that we have or people have made up. I'm not into making things up. Listen, not to offend nobody. But the 18th verse says, then certain philosophers of the Epicurean and the Stoics encountered him. And some said, we will hear this babbler, the philosophers of his day. So philosophers have been around for a while. The, those 
containing. Uh, some were certified philosophers, so they had PhDs, maybe not with that particular uh, acronym, but that's what they were. They're philosophers, not uh, medical doctors, but philosophers, students of the word, whatever word they were studying. But what are you studying today? I, I hope you're studying something. Uh, the Bible said my people perish for a lack of knowledge. That we go into poverty before a lack of knowledge. We suffer a lack of because we refuse to study. And then we'll take that and we'll just study the word of God. But you don't get paid for studying the word of God. Uh, no one has hired you to because you studied the word of God. Now, there are a few hirelings that I can think of. And there are positions that are available if you are a a minister of the gospel. There are applicants, but listen, they're looking for studious and we should be studious as they were. The Bible goes on to say they took him and he talked about Jesus. He talked about uh, strange gods and they talked about strange gods and, and he talked about the resurrection of Christ. And so they took him and brought him unto Erebus, saying, may we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. Has anybody asked you what you believe? Have the opportunity presented itself because uh, during the course of the day, you had a chance to utter something out. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears, and we would know wherefore what these things mean. For all the Athens and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Then Paul stood in the midst, or of Mars Hill and said, ye men of Athens, I perceive in all things that you are too superstitious. Superstitious. Very superstitious. I believe that we are, even in the church, are superstitious. I was talking with someone that, that was listening to the radio broadcast on uh, KKLA. Uh, they heard us on the radio and they stayed in contact with us even after we uh, changed from that station. Uh, and they said, and the things that they talk about are very spiritual, but based upon superstition. Are you superstitious today? I believe that if we took a consensus, asked a few questions, it would show that you are superstitious. You believe in things and actually believe in things that you don't understand. Haven't made a point to understand it, but you believe in it. And so you practice some strange rituals. When we come to the house of God and we say that I love him, but yet 
he is subject to me and this is how I'm going to treat him. You're acting very ritual, very superstitious and believing in spirits and that God is a spirit. But you don't believe that those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Are you with me? Paul talks to them and say, feel when it when it comes down to it, Paul tells them to feel for him. But in our minds, we won't feel for him. Now, Paul is dealing with the people in Athens and the people in Athens. All of them didn't believe some that may hear this may not believe. But those that did begin to feel for him. They begin to feel for the Lord. They wanted to find him. They wanted to know about this Jesus that Paul was talking about. They wanted to understand this Jesus that Paul is exhorting among them. They wanted to understand if there is a resurrection, I, I want to know more about that. We talk about the resurrection. We talk about the coming of Christ. And for the moment, we're stirred up. But after a while, uh, we kind of forget that one glad morning, when this life is over, I'm going to fly away. Now, once you fly away, once you step out of time into eternity, where are you going to land? That landing is important. That landing is significant. We can talk all the talk we want to talk. And we do talk some trash. I'm just being real this morning. We talk some trash because we're superstitious. Because we believe in things that we don't understand. But we ought to make it a point to understand it this morning. I, I need your attention. I need your attention. The Bible tells us in Psalms 42, 1 through 2, it and just a, a snippet of that first of that second verse, it says, after the heart panteth. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee. And he says, my soul thirsts for God. Is your soul thirsty for the Lord? This is why we don't have to tell anyone to praise God when they come into the sanctuary. This is why we don't have to tell anyone uh, when we're in prayer to press past where you are because you already know whatever you encountered during the week, whatever you are dealing with, that the Bible says to cast your cares upon him, which means you are pressing past those things that would prevent you from coming or getting to the throne of God. 
Bless your Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. You're not preparing those that are preparing for service in their respective place. And I hope you have a place of worship that you are going to press your way to. Because sometimes there is a press. The Bible said the woman with an issue of blood, and you may not have an issue of blood protruding from you, uh, but you have an issue that is weakening you. You have an issue that you are concerned about. You have an issue that is irritating you. You have an issue that bothers you day and night. The one said, if I can just press. The woman was hungry for healing. The woman was thirsty. And we, we laugh and talk about when, when someone is thirsty. You know, we see a young man and we know he's thirsty, young lady thirsty. But there's a time where you are just thirsty. When you come to the house of God. You ought to bring that hunger. When you come to the house of God, you ought to bring that thirst. The woman was hungry and she was thirsty. The Bible says, blessed is those who hunger and thirst for righteousness sake because they shall be filled. The people want prophecy. Oh, I want a word of prophecy. You know, as I was speaking with some, oh, I got a word of prophecy. Yeah, but the Bible said prophecies are going to fail. So prophecies are not always going to, uh, are, are not eternal. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I got a word from the Lord. Well, I'm telling you, uh, the preaching is going to fail. Day is going to come with the preacher on, on earth is not going to be heard. Now, there's going to be an angel where it's going to preach the everlasting gospel, but hey, the day is going to come that the healing is going to stop. The words of knowledge, wisdom. Oh, bless you, Lord. Interpretation of tongues are going to cease. But until then, he said, if you're hungry and thirsty, the psalmist said, as the heart panteth after the water brook. The, the, the heart and ran for his life. That deer has had to walk some distance. It had to hold his head up and try to catch the scent of where the water is so that it could go there. It had to follow. It was following an instinct, a navigation system that God instilled in it. Ah, glory. For it to get to the water and quench his thirst. We ought to feel the, the, the spirit of God urging us, driving us, moving us, causing us to arrive at his water so that we can quench our thirst. Bless your Lord. The psalm said, my, my soul is thirsty. The people in Athens was thirsty. They were hungry. 
That's why they had different books. That's why they created statues. That's why they, they did the things they did because they were hungry and thirsty. And the enemy took advantage of it. That's what the enemy will do. He'll take advantage of it. He knows what God's will is. He's ready for himself. He knows what it is. Hungry and thirsty. You ought to go check on that, brother. Hungry and thirsty for righteousness, but not knowing where to find it. Bless your Lord. Bless your Lord. Mighty God. And so they became, they started leaning on everything. They started leaning on conversations. They start spreading the word among themselves and talking about different things. And, you know, today we, we can do that on social media. We don't have to wait until we meet somebody or we don't have to wait. You know, it used to be a time when when you called someone on the phone, it was a toll call to, to even dial uh, 10 miles. You got charged for that. Now we have cell phones that we make uh, calls all around the world and we're still paying the same monthly bill. Knowledge has increased. But what are we doing with it? What are we doing with it? We have an open line with God. We can talk with him. We can commune with him. We do not have anything obstructing us from getting to God this morning. There's nothing there. There's nothing between us right now. And there should be nothing between us in the next hour, tomorrow. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing. The Bible said, who shall separate us from the love of God. Who's going to separate us? Who's going to stand between me and my God? There's nothing that can separate you except you, which means you allow it. The Bible said that woman pressed her way. There was people that was all around her intended goal, and that was to touch the hem of his garment. In her mind, she didn't announce it to anybody. In her mind, she said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, in her mind, I may not be feeling well in my body, but if I, I know if I can get to the church house. I, I, I'm, I, I'm dealing with a multitude of thoughts. Things are just running, trying to run rapid in my mind. But if I can just get to the church house. Bless your Lord. Huh. I still, even though I'm on my way, I don't feel that well but I'm yet pressing to get there because I know if I get there, God is going to meet me. Bless your Lord. 
I'm not coming for you. I'm not coming for you. I'm not coming for you. I'm coming to see and to hear from my God. And one of the things that we have to deal with in the church. Thank you, Lord. One of the things that we have to deal with in the church is a multitude of spirits. Now, that's not your responsibility. It's the responsibility of the pastor. It's the responsibility of the minister sitting in the audience to discern and to know where we are in the service, to know. It's the responsibility of the worship leaders to know and discern, okay, God, I, we want to break the atmosphere. Now, I'm not talking about a bunch of shouting and jumping and stuff because people are people are jumping and shouting and then leaving the service and going on to do, and I'm not going to name the stuff that they're doing. But with all that anointing, they should not be doing it. Listen, when I get to the church, as I press my way, because the woman had to push, she had to push her way. She didn't care about the people that there were some people that knew her. There were some people that looked at her. There were some people that smelled her. There were some people that judged her by the clothes that she had on. There were some people that, that was there that if they could have, they would have blocked her. Because they would have said, well, he don't want you touching him. The thoughts of others don't matter. Your soul salvation is what matters above everything. 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 This is my soul. That's your soul. And I refuse, and you refuse too, to allow any disembodied spirit or any body spirit to stop you from getting to God. That's why when you hear me, it's a war cry. When I'm saying press your way, I, I, I'm not, I'm, that's a war cry that's alerting every hearing ear that we are moving forward to get to the hem of his garment so that we are made whole in that moment bless you Lord thank you Jesus Bible said we hunger and thirst for righteousness. We shall be filled. Those that's looking for a prophetic word, oh, I need to hear a prophetic. I just gave you one. I just gave you one. And it's written. So it's already backed up in the word of God. It's written. And God cannot ignore his word. Hungry. Thirsty for righteousness we're hungry we're thirsty for righteousness a church that's not hungry a church that's not thirsty for righteousness 
Well, it's, it's you need an enema. You must be too full. You need a complete bowel movement. You need a complete flushing out because you've sat down and you've eaten and eaten and you cannot absorb anything else. Mighty God. That's not this church. No, no, no. Sometimes we need to, and the way you get released is through you allowing God to use you. The way we are released is that this is why we go out witnessing. This is why we reach out. This is why we pour ourselves out. In song, we pouring ourselves out. Whatever your role is, you're pouring yourself out. But in pouring ourselves out, we don't forget who, our, who we're serving. We're serving the Lord. We're serving the Lord. And we're serving him in the beauty of holiness. Let's get close to the Lord. Let's get close to him. Let's push. Let's press. Paul said, nothing can separate us, not distress, not anybody, not principalities, not powers. And we like to quote scriptures and we quote them as a, and after a while, that's all it is, is a quote. But this is a living, the Bible said we are living epistles. So this is our bloodline. This is our lifeline is the word of God because heaven and earth will do what is going to pass away. But his word is going to stand above everything else. Bless your Lord Jesus. Let's stand before the Lord. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for those that tuned in. No, we didn't post a message for today. But listen, Lord say the same. We'll be back on the air at 3.30 Pacific time, p.m. Pacific time at um, Greater Bethel's preaching there this morning or this afternoon, excuse me. And so I want to invite you to join in with us at that time in the service, the, the Pentecost climax service uh, this evening. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, thank you for this short exhortation of getting closer to you. As we press our way past those things that would try to disrupt us, those things that would try to prevent us from drawing closer to you, I pray against it. Lord Jesus, I pray for the awareness in the mind of each individual that is under the sound of my voice. Lord, by your strength, hallelujah, by your power, Lord God, we will press our way. Help us, Lord, to push past. Help us to move forward. Lord, that we reach the destination that you have for us to be reached in the hour, in the day, in the moment. Lord Jesus, I pray against procrastination. I pray against hesitations. I pray against those things, Lord God, that 
would cause us to fall short of reaching you. Thank you for an opportunity. Lord God, we are certainly thirsty. We are hungry for you. And we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord God, for an opportunity to seek you. We bless you, Lord, for this opportunity to call upon your name. We thank you, Lord God, for being our source of strength, for being our help in the time of trouble. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Again, God bless you. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. Amen. We're going to... Uh, we have another service to prepare for. And so uh, asking that you're joining with us again, that's at 3.30. If you're in the, the Moreno Valley area, we'll be at 24907 Sunny Meet Boulevard there uh, today to preach the word. Lord say the same, have his way. And, and so listen, if you are looking for a church home, I want to invite you to join us. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise. Worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And certainly we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There is no plan B. There is no plan C. There's only a plan A, and that is God's plan. Only God's plan is what matters. Be blessed. Tell someone about Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Thank you, Jesus.